Hello and welcome to Three Things with JR. I'm your host, JR. This is a special episode today. It's episode 116, and most of it is going to be a simulcast, if you will, of my other podcast, Small Things Considered, that I host along with Gary Hawthorne. Uh, We have a special episode of that show dropping the same day this episode is dropping because we did a reaction show to all of the music in the Super Bowl, the halftime show, the national anthem, the commercials, all of it. We have thoughts that we wanted to share and we didn't want to wait any longer. So I'm going to play that episode here in just a few minutes, uh, or you can go listen to that on the Small Things Considered podcast feed. Before I get into all of that and let that episode go, I am going to do three things, but we're going to do it nice and quick so we can get right on to the replay, because this is Three Things with JR, and it wouldn't be that without three things. So here we go. Thing number one. The movie Do the Right Thing. I saw it many, many, many years ago. I don't remember much of it, but I was inclined to rewatch it the other day. And wow, uh, I couldn't. I mean, there's so many things going on. All three things today will center around the movie Do the Right Thing. And thing number one is typically something deep. And I, I did not remember how how much police brutality played into the story. I remembered most of the, the idea of the movie, the, the pizza shop on a, on a, on a, on a, on a block in New York city uh, with mostly black people on the block and the tension uh, between the Italians and the black people and the Koreans across the street uh, and the Hispanics. I mean, there's, it's a hilarious movie, but it's also full of tension and the tension culminates in sort of a riot at the end and the police come in and they handle it about as good as you would expect police to handle it. And I, I didn't remember just, God, oh man, I mean, they choked a guy to death, right? I'm not uh, sorry. Maybe I should have said spoiler alert, but I figure this movie was like from the 80s. So you probably know this already. But I thought, man, this is this shit is still happening. Our. Are the are the police departments that are having you know trouble with police brutality? Have they used this movie as a training film? Because it should have been the exact opposite. This was the "don't do what happens in this movie" thing, um, but that's that's not the way it seems to have been taken. Because you would think that that stuff wouldn't be happening so much anymore, but it is, and it's crazy. Uh, and I didn't remember just how big of a deal that was in Do the Right Thing. So it's a powerful movie. I recommend you rewatch it or watch it for the first time if you've never seen it. Thing number two. There are so many great actors in Do the Right Thing. I didn't remember them all. Of course, I remember Danny Aiello and of course, Spike Lee. What I did not remember was all of the other actors uh, who have gone on to do so many wonderful things. Uh, Obviously, Sam Jackson uh, as the DJ in the movie. John Turturro as one of the Italian uh, sons of Danny Aiello. Giancarlo Mm. Giancarlo Esposito, who I think of as Gus Fring now. Uh, Boy, he was he's got some range. Right. Gus Fring couldn't be more different um, from bugging out uh, in Do the Right Thing. He's totally different uh, and it's polar opposites. But man, that guy's got range. Uh, How about um, how about Rosie Perez in Do the Right Thing? I mean, just so many great actors. I highly recommend it. People you will recognize from so many other roles in so many other movies. Ozzie Davis. 
uh, Frankie Faison. I mean, so many good people. Uh, this movie is so great on so many levels. Do the right thing. Go rewatch it if you haven't seen it already. Thing number three. I'm going to admit to you now something I probably shouldn't, but why did I rewatch Do the Right Thing? It's because of Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez has just, you know how these things come in threes? It's why, it's why there's three things with JR, but these things happen in threes. And uh, the three things that happened were at work, Somebody, uh, we talk about cars and car stereos a lot, and we talked about uh, a stereo going into an Isuzu Trooper. And every time I hear about an Isuzu Trooper, which was a very popular vehicle back in the 80s and 90s, every time I hear that, I think of Rosie Perez on David Letterman, and every time he had her on, he would ask her about the car she drives. Because the first time he had her on and he asked her what kind of car she drives, she said she drives an Isuzu Trooper. Except she said it in such a cute Rosie Perez sort of way. Uh, you know, she said, Isuzu Trooper. Of course, I'm not doing it justice. Picture Rosie Perez saying that in her adorable accent. Uh, and it's just, it's why David Letterman asked her to say Isuzu Trooper every single time she was on the show. So it's all I could think of at work the other day. And then on Saturday, when this week's episode of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me came out, that's the NPR news quiz for those that are not uh, in, uh, listening to that. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Rosie Perez was the special guest on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me this week. And I thought, wow, that's cool. And while she was the special guest, they got to talking about the ice cube scene in Do the Right Thing. And I'm not sure how I didn't remember the ice cube scene, um, but the way they described it on, on NPR, uh, which means extremely vaguely, uh, but in a hilarious sort of way, uh, it made me want to go rewatch do the right thing. And so I did. So the Rosie Perez sort of made it through into my life in three different ways within the last week. Uh, and she is reason enough to watch Do the Right Thing. She's in it at the very beginning. She's the first person you see, uh, and she is dancing her ass off at the beginning. Uh, and then she's in throughout the movie, and her and Spike Lee have a nice moment with some ice cubes, and it's just wonderful. So do the right thing. Go see that movie. Uh, go get it. I just, go, uh, you know what? It's on. I didn't have to rent it. I forget exactly which streaming service has it right now, but I just was easily able to watch it on my Apple TV. It's on one of the main ones, Amazon or Netflix or Hulu. One of those guys has it right now. You can just go watch it. Do the right thing. There you go. All right. That's it for three things. Uh, you are now going to hear a complete and full episode of Small Things Considered, episode number seven, where Gary and I recap all of the music heard in and around the Super Bowl. Thanks for listening to this show. I'll see you in two weeks. Should we get going? I think should we should we, get uh, going. I don't even think we should do a pre-roll this time. Ooh, that's scary. I mean, just music and on. Yeah, let's just like play the theme song and get this show going. Let's do it.
welcome to two podcasts a special edition. at once. Yeah, it's a special yes. edition. Is it three things with JR or is it small things? Small considered? things. Well, well, there's one thing that's absolute. Things. Things. Either way, we got things. Things. We will consider at least three things today. And none of at them least. are big. So. I, I don't know. Some of these things could be considered big, but they're all small. Yeah. In the, in the overall scheme of things, these are small things we will be considering today. So welcome to the show. Uh, the reason it's kind of weird is because... Typically, we alternate weeks, right? Uh, one week, it's three things with JR. The next week, it's small things considered. And we have yet, since starting this show, to break that cycle. But we are breaking it now. Because and we're rebels. Exactly. Because there's no rules in podcasting. We can do whatever we want. Uh, so th- here's why. Uh, the Super Bowl, uh, has, it's already three to four days since the Super Bowl as we're sitting down to talk about it. And if we waited until the next uh, edition cycle, small, yeah, the next cycle of small things considered, it would be two weeks or so since the Super Bowl. Who cares by then? So I just kind of thought we should get this stuff out now and while it's fresh, while we have things to say about it. Yes, because the last, uh, with the last uh, small things considered, we discussed what should we do for the next one? Because we're actually trying to do our homework and stuff like that. We found that it's uh, if we have something concrete, that it makes for a better podcast. Less rambling. Yes. And it was like, like we're doing now. Uh, <laughs> so we decided on, hey, let's look at the, you know, there's lots of musicians and stuff in the Super Bowl ads because everyone was playing teasers for the Super Bowl ads uh, before the Super Bowl. And so let's talk about the music and the musicians in the Super Bowl ads. And so that's what we decided to do. But that is somewhat time sensitive. Yeah. So we're doing this small things considered style. But this episode, I'm probably going to record a, a, another intro that's just me, and then I'm going to drop this episode in both the Three Things with JR podcast feed and the Small Things Considered podcast feed. So we, we will have, you know, there's some crossover in that audience, but we will have more reach with this one episode, and hopefully maybe invite uh, some Three Things with JR listeners to uh, give this other show a try. So mm-hmm. that. And vice versa. Exactly. 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 Dude, I made a list. I was on it the entire Super Bowl with the notes app on my phone and writing down things. I wrote some reactions and thoughts, but mostly I just listed the things I didn't want to forget us to talk about. And I don't want us to dwell for a long time on any one of these things. Obviously. Oh, we can't because there's so many. There's too many. So uh, we'll go fast through a few of these, uh, but we are certainly going to give the things that deserve more attention, more attention. So let's kind of go back and forth. Let's alternate. We've both got lists. I don't know who's as, I don't know who's as longer, Gary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you go again. Oh, no. uh, Sorry, Dad. Well, mine's on paper. so <laughs> Mine's in my OneNotes app, or my Notes app in my phone, so... Uh, so uh, and so, as you can see, uh, listening audience, we are totally different. He writes in digital, and I write in old-fashioned. Gary's analog. I am analog. 
in a digital world. So the first thing I have on my list is not a commercial. It was, uh, you know how at the beginning of every Super Bowl, they do a whole thing about the flag and oh, yeah. Johnny Cash. And this time it was that Johnny Cash thing combined with a choir singing right. about the flag. And I like that. I like that that is evolving, that continues to evolve, but it's still rooted in the man in black. Do you, do you know what, what imagery that brought up for me? No, tell me. Oh, you you would have to it's the bull rides, man, because we always did it at the bull rides when we were playing with the, when we were with Ice House Road, and they would do the they would do the Man in Black and the the you know, ragged old flag. I don't know if it was every time, but it, it was a lot, and that was the first. I mean, I just started seeing dust. And uh, you know, and 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 cowboys, and uh, and that was a, that was a, kind of a touching moment for me. I always enjoy uh, it. I love that uh, that they do that at the Super Bowl. It did not remind me of the bull rides, but now that you say that, yeah, uh, that the the flat the ragged old flag thing, and just that sort of American spirit that you get at the that those bull rides was on full display here with this version uh, with Johnny Cash in the choir. Yeah. So okay, so next we're if we're going in in order. Let's go to Babyface. Oh, that's way uh, you you skipped a bunch of stuff. Oh, did I? Yeah. Uh, what well, oh. I got three things between Johnny Cash and Babyface. Dang, I was not taking as good a notes as you. All right, I'll go, here's my next one, and it's a sh- and it's a quick okay. one because uh, it's something I didn't find that all that great during the Walter Payton Award. Uh, which is, you know, during the pregame, not like the 16 hours of pregame, pre, pregame, <laughs> pregame, uh, but during the actual, like, almost, it's the pre-kick is what they called it. But anyway, they had the Walter Payton Award, and they played uh, a, a U2 version of the, uh, a version of the U2 song, One, that I thought was the weakest version of that song I have ever heard. I didn't, I was not impressed. Oh yeah, that's why I didn't write it down because I did not like it you whatsoever. You, and I am one of the largest YouTube fans. So you didn't want to shit on, on this podcast. Your, one of your favorite bands? No, I just it, I blocked it out of my mind. You know, it's like you know they've done it better. Uh, Haynes has done it better. You know, it's like everyone's done it better yeah. than that. It was not. It, I, I understand where they're what they were doing with it. But that doesn't just understanding it doesn't make you like it. No, you know, that kind of didn't thing. like it at and all. Then, I thought that song should have been hated it. Hated it. Uh, the next up for me was Diddy Don't Do Jingles, the first oh, yeah. thirty second commercial, uh, where that's oh. all it was was him saying he doesn't do jingles, uh, and it was I don't even know if they said it the was before at that. No, point. it was it it slid in at the very 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 end because I that was my like one of my big commercial things because that was a. That was an ongoing, you know, a ongoing epic commercial, and uh, but yeah, Diddy don't do jingles. That was that's a great and that, tagline, and that's a two-parter commercial. So we'll come back to round two where they actually. There's three parts. Well, I saw part one and part two, and part one is early, and I thought, okay, this could be pretty funny. Diddy don't do jingles. We'll come back to that after that. I I took note of, uh, and this one. Gosh, uh, I really wasn't even sure to bring this up because is it music? Is it singing? Is it what? Uh, and this would be DJ Khaled introducing the Chiefs and then the Eagles. Nope. Not mu- So we should just move on? That doesn't well, even- it's not music because he did not say DJ Khaled one time. And if it's music and it's DJ Khaled, he has to. I mean, that's the rule. 
He made this rule years ago that he has to shout DJ Khaled at least once or otherwise it disqualifies. So maybe he's growing as a person and is being, uh, you know, more humble and appreciative of others in his music. No, he got paid more to do that than to say DJ Khaled. I think you're That's, right. Let's, uh, let's move on. All right. We're on to Babyface singing America the Beautiful. I, I, I was not sold. You know, I, it, it was good. But... Uh, I've heard much better renditions, and that's one of my that's one of my favorite, you know, patriotic songs or you know whatever. I wasn't sold um, either. I know that guy can yeah. sing, uh, but he'd say yeah, he can. He, he was doing it in a weird style, like almost like he was out of breath at the beginning of the song. Yeah, yeah, almost like he was nervous, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was it was just flat. To, you know, the performance I thought was flat, and then when they brought stuff in, you, I was. Because it was definitely, he definitely sold it, like, you know, because, you know, that he was playing, actually playing it live and not lip syncing and blah, blah, blah. But when, when they brought in the track later on. I wrote down it, it huge just, backing track, like way out of, out of, uh, out of. Out of left field yeah, and like, out of sync. And, and yeah, it was, I, it just, um, it was flat. Yeah, so. So now we can go to the real stuff. Now we can move on to uh, Chris Stapleton on the national anthem. Well, we now we have we have the uh, There's something between uh, the, that the between yeah yeah before the national anthem a lady from um, from the show Abbott Elementary did the black national anthem and that was pretty killer because oh. she started out started out pretty real simple. Real something brought the choir and the choir was there and they're they're giving her all kinds of crap for, you know, was she lip syncing? Was she not? And I loved her response to it was Did you see it? Like, yes. Did it matter? And she didn't even you know, she didn't even care if it was. He goes, he goes, it was there. The track was there. I was singing along. Whether they put my voice in or the or the one that I recorded, I don't know, because they do that, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, because of, and I think that was nineteen nineties. Uh, one of I I can't remember what vocalist it was, but they they always record it in case the live feed goes bad. And sure enough, the live feed went bad halfway through the thing, and you could literally see like a click. You know, you could hear a click, and you could see. It. I mean, you know, the the audio engineers were on on the money, but they went from the live feed to the lip sync. You know, to the to the recorded version because the the singer's mic went bad or something, and. Um, and you know, ever since then, you know, well, since before then, they they would have that as a standby, and some people have had to use it because it was just you know bad. It was bad mic day, uh, which you know, is, it, which happens as we know, um, being being live uh, performing musicians. So. so- I do remember this happening, uh, and I was watching, but this is one I missed. Uh, I didn't write anything down about it. I think I must have been getting my spinach balls out of the oven while this was playing. Mm, sp- 
spinach balls. So here's a here's a few seconds of uh, the Black National Anthem. Lift every voice and sing, performed by Cheryl Lee Ralph at this Super Bowl. To perform, lift every voice and sing. Please welcome Emmy Award winner Cheryl Lee Ralph. Lift every voice and sing Till earth and heaven Ring, ring with the does not look or sound lip synced to me and i think she's right it does not matter yeah she does because she doesn't know she i mean that was basically what i pulled from that uh, comment was i was singing it whether that's what they put out that's up to them you know that's you know this is that's the way it goes sometimes um and that you know and that's cool because i don't know i can't you know i couldn't tell uh there were there were certain parts that you're like well would she make that face at at that very moment if she's singing that note and i you know i i'm not that familiar with her singing style though some some performers you know you know what they look like when they're singing a specific note or whatever and you can tell if they're not looking exactly like that they're probably not singing that exact note uh but i don't know her and and some of the things looked a little too stylized or formal uh which would mean the possibility i mean i know that i get a little stylized and formal when i lip sync stuff but I, you know, I once again, the 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 basis of it is who cares? She sang it. She wasn't. She wasn't. If she was lip syncing, she wasn't lip syncing somebody else's voice. She wasn't Millie Vanillying it. She was there uh, on that stage, surrounded by thousands of people, actually singing into an actual microphone. Microphone. Whether or not that was what came out, that's up to the audio engineers. Yeah, and Period. from what I've heard, it can be super tough for those audio engineers to get that stuff to sound right and for the musician, for the vocalist to get it right in the stadium because of the delay, how far the speakers are away from you. You got your in-ear monitors, you've got the sound around you. It can be almost disorienting to try to sing that live in that setting. And so that's why sometimes it's just better to play the uh, pre-recorded track. Yeah, and it's always there, yeah. whether whether it's uh, whether it's used or not. So next up, Chris Stapleton. I got a feeling this was definitely not pre-recorded. De- I de- I don't even know if he had a backup. You know, he he's the kind of guy that will eschew anything that is not genuine. Right, that he would deem this as not as not copacetic. You know. And uh, that, but you can absolutely tell live and poignant and to and, and on the money. Oh my god, we one got, of the best. We got to hear a little one bit of the of best this. ones. Yeah, let's absolutely let's do it. Oh, see, 
twilight has gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the pale fire So I said I was going to play a few seconds, uh, but I think the that was that was enough. I think the entire thing's going in the show. Yeah, that was. I mean, that gave me that gave me chills again. I'm getting right. I'm 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 all verklempt right now. <laughs> yes, me too. And uh, I, it was just absolutely beautiful. Uh, and seeing the Philadelphia coach uh, in tears while that was happening. Uh, if you weren't already in tears yourself like that was like waterworks for me yeah i mean that was that meant so much uh they discussed it with him and the crest the was mm-hmm. it kreskis yeah about what it meant and it was like deep Kel- one kelsey it was, kelsey's kelsey's it's like when when we hear the anthem then we'll know that that's the that we're in the Super Bowl. It's like that's the the Super Bowl to them did not it wasn't real until some you know extremely you know wonderful great singer sang the national anthem. Yeah. And at that point and so they've at that point they all realize dang we're in the Super Bowl. Which is totally cool i mean so, i'm not a big sports fan you're not either but this is you know obviously we both watched something for two non-sports guys uh not just for the commercials of kind of kind of kind of sort of a little bit uh but it is um it's a big deal and especially if you are if you play football it is the biggest of big deals because it is it's it's what you go for. It's the Grammy Award. It's the Oscar. It's the Best Picture Oscar. Yeah, my team doesn't uh, need to be in it for me to be totally into watching the Super Bowl. And 
I, I, I'm, I'm not a huge sports guy. I definitely have my sports. I like baseball. Oh, you love baseball. I, yeah. I, I, I've always loved football. It's been very hard to be a fan of generally football and especially the Washington <laughs> hey, come on, man! They're they're rebuilding. Yeah, they're, right. they're rebuilding this year. Uh, they could. And last year, and the the six decades before that, but they're rebuilding, man. It's they're been, rebuilding. It's been hard to be, in, but I'll watch almost any sport when it's in the playoffs and it's like do or die time. I mean, I'll watch curling, uh, and it's and it's exciting to me when everything in that player's experience is on the line in that sport. I think it's incredibly entertaining uh, for me. And so this is obviously the culmination of a, a whole lot of work by a whole lot of people. And so, yeah, the, uh, it's great. And Chris Stapleton singing the national anthem, he did not fall into that trap that some people do, like fall into singing that where you start too high and then you get to the, <laughs> the rocket's red blare, glare and you got nowhere to go. You are, you are, yeah. Now, uh, Chris Stapleton, I mean, he knows, he knows himself better. I mean, that he's one of the most self-aware musicians on the planet. Um, absolutely, 100%, because he does, he sits in with more people. Did you see him on, I think it was the Grammys? Sitting in with 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 Stevie Wonder playing Smokey Robinson. I still haven't song. gone back and seen that. I've heard of it. I heard it, but I didn't watch it yet. Oh, oh my God! No, that was. I mean, every bit as amazing as what he just did now with the national anthem. I mean, it. But if if possibly, even a little bit more without the heartstrings, because number one. He's playing with Stevie Wonder and trading vocal riffs with Stevie Wonder <laughs> wow. uh, on Stevie Wonder's song. You know, it's like holy crap! And and, and uh, so he knows his, but he does everything. He doesn't. He doesn't. I, you know, I don't want to say he doesn't push himself, but he knows his limitations. He knows his vocal. He knows his vocal range, and he ain't gonna, especially in something this important. He is not going to push that envelope. He is going to sing it well within what he knows. That every time that he shoots for that note, he knows he's going to get it. He, he there is yeah. no, you know, there's none of this, you know, uh, the voice or American Idol kind of thing going. You can make this, you know, you can do it, you can do it, you know. And where half the time they they don't, you know, when they miss the note, uh, he knows exactly what he can sing. And when he can sing it, and he will not push himself beyond that in a situation like this. Now, live, he might, you know, in a in a uh, you know regular Chris Stapleton show, he might just go for it, you know, because it doesn't matter too much to him. But in this, this means everything that he hits those mm -hmm. hits every note that he intends to hit. You know, that's the that's the key. And uh, I see him wearing in-ear monitors. He also had two uh, floor monitors on the ground in front of him, and they were wired up. I believe he had both. Uh, and I think that's evidence that he was performing it live with no backup. Like, 
it was all on him to get it right, to sync up his voice with the guitar, with what the sound is in the stadium. If his in-ear monitors were on the fritz, he could pop them out. He's got stage monitors there. I think he was fully prepared to do this and did it 100% live. Well, Fender actually put out a little uh, put out a little thing for it, and they you know uh, they provided the instrument instrumentation for him because that's his signature, that's his signature telly and his signature amp, and they brought it. They made you know they made absolutely sure that it was the 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 model the models that they brought were absolutely perfect, and of course his uh, his guitar tech set it up for him and everything. But I mean, they showed the you know what it looked like. They had you know the mic was double amp, just like it's in the studio, um, and the, it was. Or, or maybe the amp was double mic'd. Is that what I said? No, no? you said the mic was double amped. <laughs> oh, the mic was double amped. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm still sober. I can't really think sober. Um, you, you got me working so much, man. It, it's just, uh, you know, it, it confuses me sometimes. Um, the, the, the amp was double mic, just like in the studio. And, uh, you know, they were, they were telling us, you know, the, the types of mics and the, you know, the, the chords, the, the Mogami chords that they're using, you know, it was very, you know, they want to make sure that everybody knew, yes, he's playing his guitar through his amp. Live in the Super Bowl, they ain't none of the no backing tracks going. I mean, there was no chorus coming, you know, no choir coming in, anything. It's him and a guitar and an amp in front of what a hundred million people. Yeah, that's it. That's that's a, that's, that's a that's highlight of the experience for sure. Uh, more, mem I'll remember every bit of that. I don't necessarily remember much of the game. Uh, let's move on. I've got commercials. The, the Chiefs won, I hear. I, that's Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes. So that was the national anthem. How about those Jesus commercials? How about those Jesus commercials? Now, th I thought there's been so much press about should whatever organization spend $20 million making these and putting these commercials on in the Super Bowl, would Jesus do that or not? Uh, I, I, uh, I see both sides of that, right? I mean, people that are Christians, it's their mission to get the word out. Uh, and uh, also people that are Christians are like, hey, maybe we could have spent that money better. I get both sides of that. That's not what we're here to debate, though. The music in those commercials and the commercials was themselves awesome. were mesmerizing. Yes, I they watched were awesome. every second of those. Going, I have no idea what this is for, but this is powerful. Well, yes, it was. They were very powerful and they were very striking. What bothered me was when I think I found out either yesterday or today who actually produced them and hobby lobby that yes that's not good i mean no. well that and the i mean they, and they're tied with the coke brothers and i mean they're this is some subversive stuff i mean this is not these are not good people that are but they're and, and it makes no sense because the 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 jesus commercials were very jesus oriented and yet these other the hobby lobby and the coke brothers and the, they are not and my uh, i was talking to talking to a friend of mine today this is 
it's just an oxymoron. I mean, it's just like, yeah. are are you trying to? Are, you know, what the what what what's going on? Because this is not this is not what I mean. When found, when I found out what the you know the 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 groups that put it out, I'm like, it's not what you believe. This is absolutely 100 percent, 180 degrees from what you believe. This is what real Christians believe. You know, it's like. I, it, it blew my mind. So I don't know. I can't. I, I can't really comment in on more than that because I'm I'm stymied. Yeah, I was uh, at the end of each one of those. I went, huh? Okay. It was almost like they were trying to be the cool Christians, uh, despite the. Well, fact they're trying to be the real not. Christians, right? Yeah. I mean, and and I didn't know who it was, so I was like, man, that's really cool that there's some people out here trying to offset this nasty, this nasty overtake of these white racist nationalist Christians that have usurped the you know have usurped the the religion. Uh, it's really nice that this is happening. And then I find out today. Wait a minute! It's those people putting some lipstick on the pig. You know, it's like, wait a minute. You know, are you all right? So who's lying? You know, there's there's some there's, and that just completely ruined them for me. And I just watched one just a few minutes ago, and I'm like, oh man, this is yeah. I can't watch this anymore. I you know, I loved it. It was it was. Love the commercial, but hate the people behind it. And so it, uh, it, I have a real hard time with that. So uh, I'm going to move rapid fire through a few of these, uh, and I, then after I read the, these next four commercials, you let me know if you got more thoughts on them, or if we should just skip on down to Rihanna. Uh, there's the Diddy <laughs> Uber commercial number two, where they had Donna Summers and one or two others, and then the What Does the Fox Say guys in the studio, oh, yeah. sort of auditioning their version of a of an Uber Uber, jingle, Uber, Uber yeah, one Uber song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they settled on some guy. I don't even know who he was, but that's that's the, basically the gist of commercial two for the Diddy Uber thing. Yeah, and, and it was good. I mean, it was it was a it was a good second part. There is a like I said, there is a third part uh, where they're talking. Uh, some other guys are talking about it. And Diddy, I don't I don't remember Diddy being in that one. Yeah. But it was definitely the third. You know, the de- the third part. Um, that but bring, yeah, brings it all home. Yeah, yeah, it it kind of wraps it up in a nice little bundle. So TurboTax uh, incorporated the song "Safety Dance" into one of their ads. That was fun. Uh, oh, I've made big notes on that because I love that song. It was, took me back. Yeah, uh, Jeep, yeah. Jeep also had a song in their commercial, "Shake the Boogie Woogie," which was a lot of fun as well. I don't know anything about that. Was that an original? Was it a an old song? I don't remember. No, it's it's an old it's an old disco song. I mean, uh, they can get they can get those just as cheap as having somebody write it for them. So <laughs> makes sense. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not. It's, it's like if you know if one if somebody bought one of our songs to use use they they you know <laughs> there's a minimum there's a minimum that they kind of have to pay, and that's what they'd pay us, and that's what they'd pay you know the old disco pioneer people unless it was a huge hit. If it was a huge hit, then they would have to pay you know 10 times that or, yeah. or whatever but but for you know for most of the songs out there there are I mean, it's it's not a statutory rate uh, like as if you were doing just a cover you know a cover song on a record um but there is there is what is pretty much 
the standard fifty thousand dollars of to to sync it to video. Um, it's that's not set in stone. It's not the law. It's not anything. That's just kind of the accepted thing. But that's kind of the minimum, and that's probably what they got. You know, they 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 probably whoever you know the writers of the song mm-hmm. pocketed about fifty grand uh, to be in that. How about the Dorito Triangle commercial with Jack Harlow? Did you see my, that one? My pick for number one. Really? I mean, I don't know what it was. I mean, I'm you know, I'm not a big fan of Jack Harlow. Uh, I mean, you know, he's you know, he's good. He, you know, he's done done some stuff, but, but uh, you know, it's not on, he's not on my radar. And I'm just watching it. So and I like, I grab my pad. I'm like. And I'm just I'm cracking up because, you know, we talk about more cowbell, and they they reference more cowbell. America has a case of triangle fever. Everybody, we are sold out of triangles, but we still have cowbells. I mean, they they got they got Elton John playing a grand a grand triangle, and then it also hit me uh, how freaking hard it was to get that triangle part on uh recorded on uh on our theme song <laughs> and uh and and just the whole thing kind of just came together for me i mean this is my personal i don't know that i you know you're obviously not going this is number one uh, but for my personal thing it, it was it was a it was a the the triangulation of three different things that made that commercial really resonate with me and i just i've watched that commercial more than in all the other ones combined probably because i just i just loved it Yep, loved it as well. I also, Jack Harlow was never on my radar until he was on Saturday Night Live. I think he was one of those musical guests as well as the show host at the same time sort of mm-hmm. a thing. And uh, I, I had no, I'd never heard of him before seeing him on Saturday Night Live. And I haven't gone like deep diving into his music or anything, but I like the guy. He was all, yeah. all in on Saturday Night Live. He has a sense of humor about himself. He's a fun guy. And this seemed like the perfect Jack Harlow Doritos commercial. And then I, I, I can't I can't help but think that he had some input in it. I would think you know? so. And then Elton you know? John is like the icing on the top. Oh God, the, yeah, that's <laughs> I, I was done. I was done. And playing and playing the grand the grand triangle. The grand triangle. Was, oh God. All right, I think we're there. I think we're at <sighs> halftime here. Uh, so Rihanna. Uh, I've got thoughts. Uh, I've got stuff. But uh, you want to get started on this? Where do you? What, let's let's first talk about lip syncing. How about that? Okay. So backing she's tracks, been, right? This is backing, backing tracks. tracks. Well, they she had a band. I didn't even see the band until like the last two minutes. Though were they there the whole time? I don't. They think were there. So. They were there the whole time. Really? They were playing the whole time, but they also had some. They they also were being. Uh, they were also being supplemented. Yeah, whether it was uh, MIDI, you know, MIDI going or or backing tracks or whatever. Um, which is uh, on this, and I've done, and I've actually done some research on the halftime shows. Remember, we had we talked about Saturday Night Live shows. We and where the the. The performers are not paid, and if they want to do anything, it's on their nickel. 
Yeah. Same thing with um, not quite the same, but similar the same for the Super Bowl. The the artists are not paid, but and here's the big but. I mean, this is this is baby got back butt. Everyone's got a big butt, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> not everyone, <laughs> but. Uh, that's I've been told a, mine a, was. I've been told mine was just about right. That's a but, Pee Wee's you know. Big Adventure joke. Right oh, there. okay. Yeah, I missed that one. Sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway, and this is a big but. But the all production costs are covered by the NFL, and they ran down a list. And, and dang it, I didn't. I did not save that list. But the top. The top costing. Uh, halftime shows. The very number one was Aerosmith at fifteen million dollars. Wow! But that's the thing. the The artist gets to by by not uh, you know by comparison, Prince's was only uh, eleven or thirteen million. Um, but the artist gets to basically spend you know for one time one time only they're not spending their potential money you know it's like not not that they're spending their money when they do these things but they are sp- they are spending potential money that they could otherwise make they they ain't going to make a nickel but they have a they have an open wallet so it has become more and more and more about the spectacle mhm you know, and and so I said all that to bring us to Rihanna, which their her her show cost thirteen million dollars for thirteen minutes, which is not bad, considering that a thirty second ad cost what seven million. So I think the NFL got you know got a really good deal on their the money spent because he got 13 minutes of pretty awesome performance for 13 million dollars. And more people watched the halftime show with Rihanna than watched, watched the game. The Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Now the that being said, I said all of that to say this when you're when we're not looking at we're not looking at a concert. This is not a concert. This is not a you know. This is not your your folks in your in your local venue uh, coming there to you know to entertain you. This is this has to be larger than anything ever at that moment in time. I mean, it just it has to be. That's the requirement, and so. Do they use backing tracks? Yes, because it they, they, she would need another hundred people in a you know in the band just to make enough noise, you know. So, but they can they can layer that stuff. Did she use Did she use uh, uh, vocal tracks? Most likely. I mean, there were times that I could swear to God that she was singing live. There were times that I could swear to God she was not. Uh, 
I think it was but, actually pretty good use of backing tracks, uh, and I thought it was. I, I think it was the obvious. perfect level. I think yeah. the mic was live the whole time. So if she wanted, oh yeah, to the mic, the mic, somebody, she could. Yeah, the mic's always live. They're always there, but they're always. But where the you know, but where the other vocalists, she had about ten more vocalists down in you know on the on the ground. Were they were they singing it or were somebody else singing it? I don't know, uh, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, I don't really care. And she pulled her mic away many times, where it was clearly still her voice singing, in addition to the background vocalists. Uh, but she wasn't because she was kind of in the moment, and it was a style thing. And I, so, my take on it is that backing tracks on purpose unashamed uh and that's what it is uh so that you because it was a spectacle it wasn't a concert yeah i mean uh, to to, to have if that's what it takes to have a perfect performance i'm okay with that right because like you said this is there's no room for this not to be awesome yeah but now now in a if i was paying to go to see her in concert or if i was going free I wouldn't, wouldn't care. If I was going to see her in concert, I would not want that. That would not be, that would not be copacetic because I'm paying money. Yeah. If I want to listen to her on a, on CD I'm, or on streaming, I'll do that in my car. You know, I'll do that in my home. I'll do that in my office where I've got my kick-ass little stereo system set up. Yeah, I'm not going to pay $400 to go watch somebody lip sync. But that being said, this is not that. This is this is the spectacle to beat all spectacles. I mean that that's that's what it's all about, and that's what it needs to be about. And if they, you know, in order to, if to make that happen, they got whatever they got to use. Let's do it, you know, because uh, they ain't getting nothing from it. You know, other than, other than the knowledge that they just put on the biggest thing that they could ever possibly dream up, and you know, I mean, I mean what an imagination to have! You know, what four floating stages? Six. It was crazy. <laughs> was it six? I don't know. I, I, somebody called. Was, them, uh, somebody described it as uh, she and her dancers were descending from the sky on dumb waiters. Oh yeah, that was it. Yeah, let me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just it was just crazy that you know what she did with, but you know once I read that article about why you know how this these whole things go now, that completely made sense as to why they completely and utterly just go for broke. Yeah, why not? Now all those dancers I mean, get I, paid, right? Like that's what the thirteen million dollars. That's is. what the thirteen million dollars goes for the musicians, you know, all expenses. That's why that you know if you'll know. Notice the the amount of dancers uh, per you know per performance has gone up and up and up and up. It's just yeah. the artists do not you know they you know they don't get their thing, but they get their you know they get their trailer and they get their you know they get their riders and stuff. They you know the expenses and things. It's just they don't get their fee. So you know the, that thirteen million dollars goes. But at the same time, look at, I mean, just look at the number of of microphones and stuff that they used for that, you know? Was, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was about 
two million dollars worth of just microphones. I thought those dancers catcher. were pretty damn legit to have that many people that perfectly in <laughs> lockstep with each other. Uh, I thought one hundred and fifty feet in the air. Yes, in the air, on the ground, on the stage, everywhere, and they were perfect. I couldn't find one flaw in any of the dancers' moves. Rihanna. Sometimes she was with them, sometimes not, uh, which I think brings us to the whole, oh, she's pregnant thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I assumed when watching it uh, that that was a baby bump and that everybody knew Rihanna was pregnant except me because she's not on my radar at all. But apparently that was her reveal that she was pregnant. Right. Yeah, I was waiting for the you know the big the the big exploding pink or blue thing right. or whatever. <laughs> but uh, I, I you know that was uh, and of course there's been all kinds of uh, um, of uh, guessing of skepticism of of what the of what the you know white clad dancers meant relative to her baby to her baby bump you know but and it's like i don't care they were just they're dressing white everybody everybody that's had dancers recently they've all been very much dressed in white and i think that's just for the visual you know that's they need they're you know this is a very you know, you need as as much as much visibility as possible, just to make it on the grand epic scale. If they were dressed in zebra color, you know, or, or any kind of or print or anything shark like costumes. That. Yeah, uh, well, you know, if you're 15 feet tall in a shark costume, yeah, that that'll work. Uh, but uh, you know, for when you have when you have what, how many dancers would you say she had? A hundred. Uh, it was seventy-five to hundred, something like that. Yeah, seventy-five to hundred dancers. I mean, you know, you're not going to dress them differently. They need to be all in 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 they, step. They need to all be wearing snuggies. Yeah, and so and so white is what's going to show up. That's what's going to show up on the video. That's, I mean, this is the whole thing. This is all calculated to be the biggest spectacle of the year in a period. That's that's it. It's being viewed by more people than anything else, and it needs to be the biggest thing that happens. And so you want every you know every little every little morsel of it has gone through by technical professionals that are way above our pay grade you know that or sit there and they they color balance the you know the, they color balance the thread in the outfits of the dancers i mean you know that that stuff happens, folks. I mean, that, that's the real deal. That's what happens. That's what, why they're all dressed in specific colors. What about Rihanna music in general, right? Not just this performance, but I mean, I'm not really into it for the most part. I thought every, I think every now and then it sounds like she's on purpose singing like a baby might sing. Uh, that's my interpretation of her singing style. It's not my kind of music at all. But uh, what do you think of it? I fell in love with her with Umbrella. Um, 
which was, I, I got you probably wasn't even 20 years old when she released that. Um, and that song, it, it's an earworm. You know, most of her songs, most of her hits are absolute earworms. I mean, they just, they get locked in your brain and they do not go away. Um, you know, and you can attribute that to her songwriters and producers and her and everything else. But they, whoever you attribute it to, that doesn't remove the fact that if if you listen to one, if you listen to it, it chances are it's going to get locked in your brain until another earworm can come in and 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 smash it out of your brain. That being said, um, I just suggested to us to the folks today that we should play a Rihanna song. Yeah, we have our, uh, our band has a group text going, and I, that's not what I was expecting to see. <laughs> In the group text today, hey guys, let's cover a Rihanna song, and uh, but then you suggested a particular song. I'm like, all right, that song kind of does work, and it's one where I think her her singing is right on. She doesn't sound like oh yeah, baby talking through a song. So uh, what is it? I fell in love in a hopeless place. Is that the yeah? Is that, yeah. I don't even know if that's the name of the song. We we found love and we found love in a hopeless place. So we're gonna see if we can work that up. We're gonna work that up. And, to be fair, and, I'm just gonna try to do that song. Uh, you know, because that one, that was one of my favorites. I mean, I, I looked at Umbrella because that was my, that was my hands down favorite for a long time. Even after uh, Found Love uh, came out, but uh, Umbrella is just we. It's a very weird. It's a very complex song. I mean, it's just, and I don't want to spend. You know, I don't. I can't. We spend a lot of time on our arrangements, and I don't want to spend you know an ex an exorbitant amount of time just working up a cover song that we may play twice <laughs> or three times you know yeah. it's like uh because you never know you know you, you don't know if a we can actually do it justice or b if if anybody will care uh or pay or or you know pay attention so you know i don't want to I, I i'm not into spending three weeks into working up a song that we may never that may only see one or two shows well we did just uh, work up a miley cyrus song so it yeah but that's sense. i mean that that's a gimme yeah. i mean that that's that's <laughs> one of the best songs in the last 20 years so uh, which song was not, it you'll have to find out the next time you come see to be fair play live Yes, which uh, we we've been actually going out and applying for gigs. So hopefully this spring you'll be able to see us. That would be awesome. Uh, let's move on to back into commercials. And this next All one right. isn't a music thing. It's just a commercial that I know you are itching to talk about. I can only imagine what was going through your mind as you're watching the Tubi commercial. Because if you're a listener of this show then you know Gary's feelings on Tubi. Uh, oh, my God. They are strong. Uh, it is not a streaming service I have tapped into yet, but the commercial basically pointed out exactly what Gary pointed out about Tubi. So I think he was right on the money. Talk more about well, your reaction to that commercial, Gary. I'm going... They listen to our podcast. <laughs> I was so excited <laughs> because, you know, I don't care. I don't want to, you know, they, they give it to us free. So, I, you know, I'm not expecting any money or anything. It would be really cool, though, if they would, uh, you know, send some comments in or join the Facebook group. Um, but, damn, it's like 
It was exactly what we had talked about in the podcast about going down the rabbit holes of Tubi. And I just, I I had to stop. After that, I had to stop and rewind it, much to the chagrin of everyone else in the room, because um, they wanted to get on to that football game. I don't you know, whatever. But uh, I wanted to see the Tubi commercial again, because <laughs> damn, that was good. The rabbit, the the rabbits pushing people down the holes. I had no idea where this was going. It was funny. The visuals were hilarious, and then you then I realized it's a Tubi commercial. I'm like, holy shit, that's exactly what Carrie said. <laughs> they were listening, man. Yes. Hey, Tubi, thank you, thank you for taking my idea and making a Super Bowl commercial. I feel honored. Did you see the but, other Tubi commercial? Yeah, I was going to say we should probably go ahead and, and hit the other Tubi commercial because that one's actually gotten more press. Yeah, because it. God, what a fake out! I mean, yep. how awesome was that? They actually used the actual people that are doing the broadcast. And and flip off of that into searching for Tubi to go down the rabbit hole, and it, according to the article, it, it pissed off a lot of people <laughs> because it totally embraced the idea that there's people out there that may not be into watching the Super Bowl on a Super Bowl ad during the Super Bowl. How cool is that? I thought it was brilliant, uh, but who's pissed off about that? Oh, because people were thought that their TVs were broken. Oh, they actually got fooled. I love. Okay. They were actually fooled. They're like, they're like, who's doing that? What? What? The, you know? And they're looking. They got the remote in their hand, and no, they're not doing anything. And yet, it's searching for another show, and they're uh, and they're just you know they're just freaking out because they don't know they don't know what's going on yet, and then it comes up Tubi, and you know so. They're just, you know, what a what a freaking great, great ad campaign though. Those that that double hit, I think that I mean, as fun as the Uber ones were, you know, to to walk through the three of those, that double hit from Tubi, I think, you know, blew them out of the water as far as the multi, the multi part uh, commercial this year. Well played, Tubi. Well, well played, played, Tubi. Well played, and and seriously, seriously, since you're listening and since you're you know going, um, you know, we'd be more than happy if you sponsored the um, our little podcast here because you do love us, All right? Let's let's move on to uh, the Crown Royal commercial featuring Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl, oh yeah, that's a two-parter. That's another two-parter. Yeah, I think there's uh, actually three parts to that. You, uh, I was looking at. The, I've the, only the, seen two. Just, did you see the uh, the two-minute uh, can, Canadian national anthem where the, the girl is shredding? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my God, yeah, that Deborah, was yeah. Yeah, yeah, who, that was. Who was that that was shredding? We should play a clip of that. Yeah, let's play a clip of it real far. quick. She's an up and coming shredderator. Okay, let's try it one more time. Okay. And this time, I mean, really, really take it to the edge. So your toes are hanging off the cliff. You're about to fall. I'll hold your belt loop. I won't let you go all the way. But let's see what you got. Okay. Thank you. 
doesn't love shredding guitar for a national anthem? I love it. Mm, who doesn't want to work with Dave Grohl in the studio? Yeah, right. I do. He's building one down in Lynchburg, by the way. So He's building a studio the, in Lynchburg? Yeah, so we might be visiting him huh. for the big project. So. Oh. Oh, do I I have to edit that out of the show or can we tease that? No, I like teasing. Okay, that's it though. No more. But no, the both of those were just they were phenomenal. Uh, The I love all the Canadian the facts about Canada. Yeah, (laughs) like it makes me want to go. They made the football and the basketball. I mean, oh, peanut butter though. I didn't. I thought that uh, that was George Washington Carver. That's what I learned in school. But. But now we find out that he was actually Canadian. Wait, George probably find that Carver he's, was Canadian? I guess so. I mean, he invented peanut butter, and and then they if it was invented in Canada, maybe he wasn't Canadian, but maybe he'd escaped to, he, maybe he had escaped to uh, Canada. Maybe. Uh, I feel like fact-checking the Dave Grohl Canada but, commercial might be a good idea. <laughs> Yeah, but that's, I think that's beyond the scope of our of our thing. Because, you know, Dave, it's Dave Grohl, man. It doesn't matter. Uh, Dave Grohl yeah. said it. It must be true. It must be true. And, and if it's not true, I don't really care. No, I don't um, Oh, can we mention, because we, we've passed by this, and I know this was early on, because, you know, it was music-related, but it had no music in it. But Nick Jonas advertising a diabetes uh, treatment thing. Boring. <laughs> yeah, I, I that would I didn't even write anything down. I don't even remember it. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it was like really. I mean, any any you know, he needs to take third, some notes from uh, Jack Harlow. Yeah, I mean, you know, any 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 actual actor that is trying to make a living could have done that, you know, and it would have had the same impact. I mean, you know, zero, it was zero it was, impact. Oh no! I mean, it was it, it was very it was an information. It was an actual commercial with information, and having Nick Jonas in it was absolutely one hundred percent superfluous. They spent money to get Nick Jonas when they could have hired an actor that needed the money that you know yeah. could have used the money because it was an informational. You don't need Nick Jonas to tell people with diabetes that hey, there's a new thing that might keep you from dying. You know, I mean, it just made no sense. How about the uh, Amazon commercial with the dog? Uh, that's uh, I was watching the Super Bowl with my girlfriend Kiki, and she. Couldn't care less about football. Uh, wasn't really tuned into all the commercials. Certainly, she watched the halftime show. Uh, but uh, literally, anytime there was a commercial with a dog on it, she looks up from her phone or wakes up from her nap uh, and <laughs> watches. Start. She is immediately hyper tuned in, and that was just an adorable commercial. Music playing, just a lovely song the whole time. Yeah, uh, with a yeah, super yeah. happy ending where the dog gets a playmate. Oh yeah, that was very uh, you know that was really cute. Anyway. But speaking of dogs, uh-huh. we we got it. We got to do the bush. Is that any, is that anywhere near no, where you are? I don't have that. What what are you talking about? Is Sarah McLaughlin? Oh yeah, Sarah McLaughlin. What an awesome, awesome play on yourself. You you it, you know because they're doing this whole fake. 
you know, thing of survival tactics and, you know, finding shelter and, and the tent opens up and, and the, and the SPCA song starts to play. And Sarah's like, yes, we should need to find shelters for these poor underprivileged animals. And the guy goes, um, wrong commercial, Sarah. And she goes, oh, she goes, no, by the way, that's a wolf. (laughs) And she goes, uh, oh, <laughs> do you think the SPCA was pissed off that she was making fun of her commercials with them? They can't be because she's donated all that to them for how many years? 20 years No, I mean, that that's, but actually it brought you back to that. I mean, it, you know, it, you know, that was also a positive thing for the SPCA because they get, you know, they got mentioned. Someone else paid for it. Yeah. You know, hey, that's a win-win-win-win-win situation. They didn't have to spend there. their own seven million dollars. Yeah, I mean that was that was beautiful, and and you know, and the whole fact that uh, Sarah McLaughlin was willing to kind of make fun of herself and and everything in the in the same thing. Beautiful. I mean, that was that was art. I mean, that was art. I mean, it was. It's, you know, I still like the Jack Harlow one better. Yeah. All right. Here, next up is my vote for number one commercial during the Super Bowl. Uh, and it was the uh, for a company I was unfamiliar with, Workday, uh, with uh, with all the rock stars. The rock stars. Yes. I have to admit that that would, if I had seen that live, because I, I saw it today. And I loved it. If I'd have seen it live, right back, back, back to back to back with Jack Harlow, that I would, I would, I would, I would have to throw my vote in with you, also. So who all? I tried to capture everybody I saw in it. So I don't know which member of Kiss it is. I know it's not Gene Simmons. Was that Ace Freely? I don't know. I think that was Ace. It it was it kind of a generic one. So it might not have been a. It might not have actually been a player from an actual Kiss member. It might not. I don't know. So either way, it's Kiss. Uh, the most important one, Ozzy, was Oswald. Oswald, was, no, Oswald. <laughs> that was the most important one. You know, and you know, of course, Billy Idol, Joan Jett, um, Gary Clark Jr. Gary Clark Jr. Those were all the names I captured but that I recognized. Those, yeah, those were the those were the main ones, and and but but Ozzy was the number one, hands down. And when he turns around in the cubicles and he goes, "Hello, I'm Oswald." I'm Oswald. <laughs> that was that was classic, man. That was so classic. It, it, and it legit reminded me of all the times I've called coworkers rock stars for just being a good coworker. <laughs> Oh, I, yes. I used to get really aggravated about that because you know they they would call it you know they would, oh such and such being a rock star and I'm like no no they're they're no no they're not I haven't seen them do any cocaine <laughs> no cocaine done whatsoever uh, there looks like the, oh they're wearing khakis and a polo nope uh, that's uh, no that's a big nope on that uh, you know it's like. And every so often, you know, every so often I would get a little thing at work and they were going, okay, so now we actually have a real rock star. I'm like, well, yeah, small scale. You know, it's like I've, you know, I've, I've gotten up, I got up to this level, but not, you know, not. And uh, so, but yeah, it's like, I, I, I do have to take, I do have to take, uh, take a little bit of offense at, you know, these people who don't have never done anything 
other than whatever we're supposed to do being called a rock star because it's 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 wrong. I mean, it's they're not rock stars. I don't care. Call them business stars or or kudos. I, I mean, I'm more than willing to give them kudos, give them whatever. But they're not freaking rock stars. I'm never going to be able to call it another coworker a rock star again without just laughing and kind of doing it ironically now like that's ruined well yeah and and then yeah you can't you shouldn't and i think that's i think that's what they were trying to tell us too is like you can't you gotta stop this you know you gotta stop this come up with your own damn term you know you've definitely gotten a whole corporate language with you know we're gonna unpack this and there's many layers, you know, and we'll, we'll, what is it? We'll circle back. Yeah. I love that. We're going to circle back on that and, and then we'll unpack it. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, going on. a lot of unpacking. <laughs> um, you know, it, they, they've got their own language. Don't, don't steal it from us. We, we ain't got that much, you know. <laughs> we got a couple of swear words. And uh, that we've that we've kind of promised not to do use anymore, and uh, and that's about it. You know, we got, <laughs> got some swear words and old drug stories, and that's about it. You know, please, please give us our rock star back. Wow, you're you're equating rock star with words that have been canceled. No, we didn't. They didn't get canceled. We just promised not to go down there anymore we promised your dad oh you man. mean on, on us on our show not rock stars in general oh no 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 okay. no 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 just us on our show I we get, just I get it. we just kind of we kind of promise to not do it if we can help it and i've been a very good boy and you've been a very good boy i dropped you've an f-bomb in of, this last week so yes i know you, you i remember that but just one we'd still get a pg-13 right uh, so, you know, but I'm, I'm trying not to build that up. Uh, and I think we're doing great and it feels good. That's all I got. A couple of, I think honorable mentions was the T-Mobile Grease song with, uh, Oh, John Travolta doing. Yes. And, uh, that was, I thought that was, I mean, and uh, come on, you're the, you're the, uber thespian now yeah i figured you'd pick up on that one. no i did pick up on it somehow i missed writing any notes about it down but uh yeah no i loved it i thought they did a good job of using camera lenses that made him look as thin as he did back when he did grease uh, yeah because he is not that thin anymore but he's, well, he's older he's still got it though are you as thin as when you did grease uh y- yes actually. i am not as i am not oh that's <laughs> That's how I was fat. I am I not. Was fat then too. No, I you were fat I then. Done grease. <laughs> I was. I was uh, con- considerably thinner at that point. Yeah. Um, I wore a size twenty-eight mm. jeans. Wow. Calvin Klein's. I didn't to be know they exact. made them that small. I didn't either. But uh, it's amazing what cocaine does for your for your waistline. Huh. It was. It's uh, highly recommended, but it does get expensive. Um, okay, so music from you know from just the the background music, the music behind the Pixel Phone ad was compelling. The one where they were fixing all the old photos and stuff. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's just. I mean, it was it was um, either made you know made for the 
made for it or they bought it from you know one of the you know one of the the companies that does that does you know background music um or 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 you know specific you know oh how shoot what do they, what do they call that um I mean, royalty technically, free music stuff like that. Oh no, it's not. Well, it's royalty free because you just buy it. You buy the license. Yeah. You pay a flat fee. You don't have to pay for it forever. Um, but you do pay a flat fee, and the people that make that music do really, really well. I've got a couple of friends that I got one guy. All he does, he's like, "Oh, dude, I'll never play another live show again." It's like, it's like all I want to do is go into my into my music room and and crank out crank out some tunes because I I can in he goes in, you know, in thirty minutes he can crank out a five minute loop that he can make you know a couple grand on within the first six months mm. you know and he's like he's, he's like and and if they use it again then i you know i get another you know get another this and another. he goes it, it, it's 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 a no-brainer you know but you gotta i mean most most of the people that really do well with that are are keyboardists and and people that that's all they do you're just sitting there you know, if I if you know if I could really concentrate on using the stuff that I've got right now, I could probably crank out some stuff like the new theme song for the for the show. Uh, but I don't. You know, I'm doing three other things, and and so that that does make it uh, make yeah. an issue. I did want to give a big shout out to. Whatever, and and I've seen the ads two or three times, and I really don't know exactly what it's for. Mm. But it, but it involves. I mean, it's for a movie, but I don't know who the star is. I think it might be the Flash, but it involves Shazam and two Batmans, including the Michael Keaton Batman coming back as Batman, as as as, and I am psyched i am stoked i am ready michael keaton will always be my batman i i I would have to say that yes although i wish that george clooney had had an opportunity to actually do a serious batman because i think he could have really excelled except for the the debacle that was Batman, uh, whatever, Batman whatever Robin. Batman that he was in was Batman and Robin. Yeah. And, uh, and it really didn't help that the bat suit had nipples. It just didn't. Oh, was that the was one not a nipples? Yeah. That Batman was the, that was the nipples. bat nipples. Yeah. That was the bat nipples. Uh, definitely down. So recap number one, Rockstar. Rockstar, Num- nice job with n- that commercial work day. N- number one prime or one B is Triangle. Doritos, love it. Doritos, Doritos always comes through with good stuff. And a big honorable mention to the Sarah McLaughlin one because just the in the Dave Grohl's. Uh, Dave Grohl because it's Dave Grohl. But Sarah McLaughlin for, for you know owning it and making fun of it and, uh, and loving it. And uh, go Tubi. 
Go to me. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This has been Small Things Considered, a Ranch and Records production. Brought to you by Anchor. And it's hosted by me, Gary. And me, JR. Written and produced by Gary and JR. Researched and fact checked, in quotes, by Gary and JR. <laughs> really well edited by JR. It only sounds that way because Gary does the QA and lets me know where I have screwed up my editing. The theme song, Picture This, is by To Be Fair at www.tobefair.com. That is T-O-B-E-F-A-R-E dot com. Damn, we should have spelled that T-U-B-I. To Be Ooh, Damn. Is it too late for another band name change? I could possibly do that. I could make this happen. I'll put a link to To Be Fair... T-O-B-E-F-A-R-E dot com in the podcast notes. You just scroll down and click on it to get to our website. Please sign up with us on the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash small things considered podcast. You can also email us directly if you had thoughts for the show, reactions to this reaction show, or things you would like us to consider. Small things considered podcast at gmail.com. Small note, we are not going to consider what you asked for, Brian McKenzie. Please subscribe to your favorite platform, share, like, and rate number five, if possible. And uh, so just a reminder, this is uh, out of step with our normal cycle, three things with JR, and small things considered will continue to come out on alternate weeks. This is a special episode that will be both shows uh, for this on the this, same day. This go round. So there you go. You're getting you're getting extra bonus content, everybody. Amazing, and we're not even charging you for it. So yet, think about yet. that. <laughs> yet <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna. Although you could go to the website and buy some of our stuff. Hey now, that'd be so cool. that'd be cool. But for JR, I'm Gary. And for Gary Hawthorne, I'm JR. And just remember don't sweat the small stuff. Let us consider it. <laughs>